Greetings, everyone, and before I begin ranting and raving incoherently, I thought I'd tell you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need to do it all in one place. And believe me, if I can do it, anybody can do it. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. And when you host through Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through listening platforms like Spotify and Apple Podcasts and even more. It has everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, it's free. That's right, Anchor is free, and who does not like free? So if you're interested or you want to make your podcast today, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started. In 1966, a legend was created. A myth, if you will. Something will become so iconic to not just the place it was created in, but the world's identity in relation to automotive and cars. It inspired a generation to, well, go out and have a few races, but also to soup up their car and to imagine cars as being just much more than just some automotive vehicle just taking you to and from places. It was part of the generation of the 60s that produced cars like the Munster Mobile, the Batmobile, and this iconic car. Today we're going to be talking about the Mach 5. And you guessed it, this is a review of said Mach 5. Now, I'll be explaining how I'm reviewing a mythological cartoon car in a bit, well, a ways down the road. But for now, we're just going to be discussing how it was created, what led to its creation, and what genius was behind the most iconic car of the 60s, or at least for certain cartoon-watching generations. This is all part of a new segment I'm going to be doing at the end of each month, where I'm going to be taking one either iconic, ludicrous, or insane car from history, or perhaps the modern times, and simply reviewing it to my pleasure. So, anyways, with that out of the way, on with the review, shall we? So in 1966, a legend was created, if you will. This legend was called Mach Go Go Go. Yep, that is the Japanese name of this Manga, at least how it started. It was produced by Tatsatsu Yoshimata. Yoshida. Shida. Yoshada. Shad. Bloody hell. Yeah, no, it's a difficult Japanese name. Tatsuyo Yoshida. That sounds about right. Yes, I'm not going to use that name again because I will probably butcher it again. But yes, he created one of the most iconic and probably one of the most famous car racing mangas ever built to man. And it would later become one of the most iconic anime known to man. Simply put... It created a, well, it kind of piggybacked off of one of his previous manga. You see, he produced something called Drive Race or something like that, which initially was basically Speed Racer, except with a more plain-looking car and some less of the gadgety features that the Mach 5 would later become known for and basically create its legend. But for now, in 1966, he produced it through Sushudia's Shonen Books. These were basically Japanese comic books at the time, and it later was re-released by Sunwide Comics, Pretty much just a re-release. Later, it was adapted in 1967, in March, to the famous and now iconic anime we all know today as Speed Racer, or as they called it again, Makamu Go Go Go. Basically, this manga took off for them, and, well, so did the anime as well. And it was only a few months later, in 1967, that this famous manga and anime would later get imported to the U.S. And from April 1967 to March 1968, the U.S. first aired an ABC programming, pretty much the most iconic show or anime that had ever become known to man in the U.S., Speed Racer. 
Speed Racer was a legend of its time. Not just because the cartoon was, I hate to say it, a bit insane, wacky, and off the rails while still dealing with highly complex topics. I mean, honestly, for an anime, it still holds up. Sure, it produced some cheesy lines and some one-liners and some now pretty famous gifts, but the fact is, is that it still holds up to modern scrutiny, and it still has a decent amount of death and violence considering it was designed to be a kid's show. But the fact is, it was pretty much an icon of its time. But not so much just because the individual character Speed Racer was a bit of a unique character, but because the car was just as adventurous as the individual, to the fact where it seemed like they were just coming up with gadgets just to make it sure that uh, Speed Racer and the Mach 5 almost seemed to never be separated. The car was just as much of a legend on the show as, well, Speed Racer himself. Now, the author pretty much admittedly, or wide openly, pretty much stole the idea of the Mach 5, or just the whole car craze in general, from famous races like Viva Las Vegas and that, and scenes from that. And you can kind of see it in just the helper car design in that, and the fact is, it's, it's iconic for the 60s. The famous fender flares, the four-fork grill front end of the car, the wide sweeping lines, the open cockpit, it's pretty much designed to be something from the 60s, and it became an icon of its day, kind of like the Batmobile was for the, Bat the 60s Batman TV show. It was pretty much a legend and a character in its own right. Even if not necessarily taking place in all the shows, we pretty much always knew that it was over there in the background. Now, Speed Racer would go through many iterations, some in the 90s and the 80s, some all the way up to the movie in 2008, I believe it was, where it would become pretty much iconic. Now, I know the movie gets lambasted a lot for being a bit campy, but let's face it, Mach 5 was, well, Mach 5, the whole show was pretty much designed to be pretty much campy. I mean, from the stupid little spritle and the monkey hiding in the trunk of the car, to the insane stuff the Papa would do, to the interesting personality of Speed Racer. Everything was over the top. I mean, I can still picture the scene from the movie where literally Racer X jumps jacks over a car, flips over, and as he's barrel rolling over the top, punches the guy out and knocks off the driver. Yep, that's the kind of insanity that honestly would be happening in the anime if it was possible to do in... Well, honestly, I'm pretty sure I'm surprised they didn't do it at some point. From the elephant race to the insane car chases to the car acrobatic team, for crying out loud, it just became sort of, yeah, at times it was campy, but it was just fun entertainment. And overall, the car was just created into a legend. But we're here to talk about the car itself. Yes, I could go on for hours about how the fun the uh, car itself was and the whole show and that, but let's get on to the important part, the car. So, to put the overall look simply, the Mach 5 is basically Speed Racer's car. It's pretty much, I want to call it a mix between a uh, something you'd see from a racer in the 70s, early 60s, you know, those wide sweeping body flares to create aerodynamics to that sweeping fin off the back that looks like a Cadillac's wing. It pretty much screamed 60s at the end of the day. And it's pretty much iconic with that four, I don't know, trident and front end that's kind of pointy in that, that probably wouldn't meet safety regulations today. Overall, the car is just iconic. You can recognize the Mach 5 from a mile away, whether it's drawn, animated, or even in real life, as we'll get to in a bit. But basically, it was a white car, with red 5 on the hood, with an M on the front of the hood as well, just a big spiky M that fit into the little crevice of the spike, and that had a red interior that just... It, it screamed 60s, let's face it. And it was cool as all hell. It had a sort of a Coke, sleek Coke bottle design body style that overall just stood out it was it was pretty iconic overall the, the gadgets were also what made the Mach 5 famous 
just like the Batmobile with their bat turn and the oil slicks and everything else like that, it had its own little gadget field of its own with its little buttons on the dash. Everything from jump jacks to its weird buzz saws that come out of the front end to the deployable drone bird that goes shooting out of the hood to the deployable periscope out the back that when you dove in the water would literally seal off the cockpit and suddenly become a submersible like on James Bond. The car had pretty much every kind of weird gadget the person could think of. Because let's face it, while it was supposed to be a racing show, at the end of the day it kind of metamorphosized into, let's face it, basically a action of the week show. But you're probably wondering, but Mark, you insane lunatic, why the hell does this matter? I mean, yes, a cartoon show car is interesting, and I'm sure there's been a couple off individuals who have made a couple replicas of it that have probably been shit. Why are you bothering to tell us this now? After all, it isn't a production car. It isn't something I can go out and buy. Well, that's where you're wrong if you are thinking that, my friend. Yes, if you've ever heard of the Netflix show Gotham Garage, if you haven't, I recommend listening. I'm not a big fan of Netflix in and of itself for a variety of reasons. But that aside, Gotham Garage is one of the few shows on Netflix that I actually can kind of enjoy. Why? Because they make some amazing cars. Now, Gotham Garage is sort of became infamous, if not famous, by its Batmobile recreations that were so realistic, so on the nose, that literally they got sued for making them too good. And DC would end up losing that lawsuit because they weren't trademarked or whatever. But the fact is, he kind of became famous because, well, let's face it, their show cars were so accurate that they were, well, perfect that DC even got concerned that they were making them. But if that aside, Gotham Garage, in case you didn't know, it's exclusive license. So while Gotham Garage in and of itself is a unique show, the most important part is that, well, they have exclusive rights to make probably the most accurate Mach 5s I have ever seen in my life. Now, I've seen a few recreations or attempts of the Mach 5. Most of them are too accurate to the anime because they make the two wide fender flares that make it hard to see off the sides or they over-exaggerate proportions. The fact is, is that they're the only ones that have taken the scrutinous and very labor-intensive time to make sure that everything not just matches up with the anime but also looks proportionate to not just look like a Mach 5 but to look like an appropriate car. In order to do this, they take a 2000s Corvette. Now, the 2000 Corvette was probably the first one that had a really good design to it that overall provided good balance, good weight distribution. And while it was a great car, the irony is, is that after all the modifications are done, which we'll be discussing, the irony was that it actually performed better in both handling, cornering, and overall speed than its original unmodified predecessor. But while the Mach 5 is indeed a Corvette underneath, and both chassis and sometimes engine, depending upon what the individual will order. The fact is, is that the Mach 5 is pretty much an icon because, well, there are ways you can screw it up. Now, there's one individual I saw who attempted to make a recreation but followed everything to a T. This included making the fender flares way over the top of the car's windshield that made it look a bit weird. Now, the Gotham does take a few liberties in this. It kind of smoothed out some of these over-exaggerated body lines in order to make it a better car, and while they keep the same looks, they make it overall a bit more usable for the individual. Let's face it, while the car is very accurate to the anime, but also still making it a usable car, the fact is, is that, well, if you don't have the gadgets, is it really the Mach 5? Sure, there's been a few recreations that kind of make the look and the appearance of the Mach 5, but the fact is they never were able to master the whole 
well, gadgets. After all, I mean, how do you put gadgets in a car? Sure, people can have tossed in oil slicks and all this stuff, but how do you make well, gadgets like this of the Mach 5? I mean, they were so unique, so sometimes insane, that it just seemed implausible. Well, the fact is that, at least when the article was written that I read a while back, now the pricing probably went up quite a bit from this, but this article was written in 2012. It was priced around 72000 Now I'm willing to bet... After a few years of this and after being home, become quite famous, I'm not sure if they're even taking orders anymore. But the fact is that they are, I'm guessing it's probably going to be close to 100000 But that aside, the overall gadgets were a bit tricky. But that being said, there was no way he wasn't going to put them in there, that's for sure. So while he couldn't include all of them, he included a great deal of them. Including the buzz saws that come out of the front. Now, mind you, they're not real buzz saws, but they do pop out of there on the bottom part of the car that... And they do rotate a little bit just to kind of get the motion in that. And they didn't include the drone portion of it. Yes, the little bird drone. They were able to recreate that, that shoot out of the front and able to be controlled through a remote control, either through your phone. Don't come at me. Sorry about that. Um, anyways, but the fact is, is that he wanted to provide such a close attention to detail. He even included things like the uh, periscope even. Yes, he couldn't make the car submersible. That would be a whole another challenge in and of itself. But he did include the little pop-up submersible camera that acts as a, well, a rear view camera for you. And a clever way to use it. But most importantly, and the thing you couldn't forget, the jump jacks. Now, all these are options you can have the car, but you have to have the jacks. Now, do they jump the car? And no, no. But they do have, there was a system, I think, by, I think it was Mercedes a while back, where the pistons actually shoot up from the bottom of the car, jack up the car to be able to be worked on or change a tire. They basically adopted a similar system to make it so the car could jack itself up, either through car repairs or just... It's a Mach 5. It's got to have something to jack itself up in the air. So the fact is they paid a lot of attention to detail. And every part of this car is, well, it's really well done. The interior in that is also not over-dramatized. Lots of times they create such a large cockpit that it makes it look awkward. Or the overall design is just a little wonky in that. But the interior of the car looks really, really good. And to be honest, if you didn't know it was the Mach 5, you'd swear it was just some crazy race car somebody built. They did an excellent job of making it not just insane, but the fact is they made it realistic, usable, and overall, ironically, better performing than some of its counterparts. Now, like I said, the fact that it's a Netflix show and that, are they still taking orders? Honestly, probably not, not unless you got a big paycheck and they can film them making it, but the fact is, if they are still taking orders, it would probably be a pretty badass car to take. Now, it was, like I said, in 2012, it was 72000 I imagine it's gone up quite a bit by then. But the fact is, the car is, it's a masterpiece. Out of all the replicas I've seen of any kind of car, the Mach 5 is by far one of the best I've ever seen anybody do. It's not cheesy, it's not overdone, it's not weird. It's just a well-built car. And, like I said, to be honest, if you didn't look and just say, there's no way that's it. You just assume it's just some kind of crazy race car that was built or some kind of prototype. After all, they built some crazy things like the Batmobile was originally a prototype. You wouldn't know that it was, to be honest, to look at it, but that's beside the point. But the fact is, is that he pays a ridiculous amount of attention to detail. I can't remember the fella's name. I believe it was uh, Mark Towell, I believe it was. Yeah, Mark Towell. Towell. Yeah. He was the founder of Gotham Garage, and overall, probably one of the most ridiculous detailed men I've ever seen in my life. The guy literally, literally took, from what I probably could tell, I can only imagine it took him 
days, if not weeks, to figure this out. But he managed to copy that iconic sound. And the, you know, that iconic sound as the car roars to life at the opening scene of that, when the credits roll out. It, it's so iconic. The individual, Mark Tall, just had to replicate it. And he did all of it with the original, the original Corvette exhaust. A truly unique feat of engineering. He managed to repipe it, rework it so the car sounded exactly like the Mach 5 when it was starting up and when it was running. By far, it's the most ridiculously attentive to detail individual I've ever seen because, honestly, who would think of that? Most people just, oh, I got the body styles right. We, we don't need any of that. It's right. It's a Mach 5. No, he took everything to an extreme. So, to be honest, if I had 100,000, yeah. I'd buy this car in a heartbeat because it is one of the best cars I have ever seen. And one of the best replicas of well, pretty much a cartoon car I've ever seen. Like I said, most of the time they're overdone, overbuilt. But this this Mach 5 is a masterpiece. And to be honest, it's the first one I had to cover in doing these first ludicrous car reviews. Because to be honest, why not? Even if you weren't grew up in the 60s or born in the 60s, the fact is, is the Mach 5 is pretty much an icon to... Pretty much everybody of any age, any age group, or even nowadays, it's pretty iconic. Even if it's just because of memes, the fact is the Mach 5 is an easily recognizable car and a pretty much a legend to anybody who's ever even seen or even heard of the show. Everybody knows about the Mach 5, just like everybody knows about the 60s Batmobile. Sure, there may be a few individuals that don't, but the fact is, is that when it walks into the room, or drives into the room rather, you can recognize that it's something special, something unique. And to be honest, the Gotham Garage version of the Mach 5 is by far one of the first and most deserving cars of the ludicrous car review. Or my first, I should say, of this crazy car section. So anyways, that has been today's ludicrous car of the month. Like I said, in the future, I will be covering everything from mod cars to manufacturer cars to pretty much any other car you can think of in between. The fact is, is that I'm going to be limiting this to no one and nothing. And in the future, I'm sure I will come up with some real doozies of a car. In fact, I already think I have one for next month that will really knock your socks off because it's by far one of the most ludicrous cars I've ever seen in my life. But that's all beside the point. I thank you all for listening to this ludicrous car review. Again, we will be resuming normal review, car reviews, and content and car news next week in the next episode. But anyways, I hope you enjoy this crazy car review of the Speed Racers Mach 5. Like I said, I will be doing more of these in the future, and possibly even next month covering another garage segment as well. Anyways, I appreciate your listens, and I hope you all have a great day and a wonderful night. Goodbye, my friends. Here he comes, here comes Speed Racer, he's a demon on wheels, he's a demon and he's gonna be chasing after someone. He's kicking on you, so you better look alive. Revving with the power from my body. And when the odds are against them, and there's dangerous work, then you bet your life, Speed Racer. Gonna see you through. Go, Speed Racer. Go, oh shit, the mic's on. <laughs>